Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome everybody to my independence report. I want you to take notes today. So if that means that we need to wait a minute for you to go get a piece of pad and the paper, I can do that. But we'll just kind of move on through it. And then uh, you can take notes because we've got a great discussion for you today. I've got a wonderful gal on the line with me. Her name is Natalie. Jeez, uh, I knew I was going to screw it up. Kabenjian. Uh, Kabenjian. And yes. she, and I'll tell you what, she is an extraordinary young lady. She is what's called a pole artist, and we're going to ex- explain that. And she's got some YouTube uh, videos that she can, you can go look at to see how amazing an art form this is. She's also a teacher, a somatic healer, and she helps women in all walks of life. And she's also, and we're going to talk about this a great deal, is a pleasure, embodiment, and sexual intimacy coach. That's 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 right. A a sexual intimacy coach who's certified in. Now we're getting talking about this a little bit more and more because there's a gal by the name of uh, uh, Coriel that's been on the show a couple of times, and she just went through this class as as did Natalie, I believe. And it's uh, the art form of the erotic blueprints, and it's kind of like uh, if you're familiar with um, Gary Chapman and the five love languages, this is the same kind of thing only. It's a little bit more earthy and down to the nitty-gritty, as they say. At least at least that's my impression of it. We'll get Natalie's take on it and see what she thinks. So first first of all, Natalie, it's it's such a pleasure. You're such a you're such a charming young lady to have on the show. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm really happy to be here. Kevin McDonald, thank you. Oh, you're you're so welcome. So now first of all, tell me, a pole artist. That takes quite a bit of skill and oh and, and physical uh, uh, ability. How how did you get into that? <laughs> well, um, I got into it because of a man, a, uh, a cisgendered man. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard to believe that that you would do pole dancing because of a guy. Uh, no, well, he was um, he was actually my voice and movement teacher. Um, so back in the day I was, I was, um, doing the hashtag actor's life. So I was really trying to make it as an actor in Los Angeles. And so this particular gentleman, um, was a voice and movement coach that I was studying with and he ended up going to a retreat that, um, a woman by the name of Sheila Kelly was holding, um, along with John Wineland, who is a, um, leader of, like just romantic intimacy and like really doing a lot of men's work. So um, he had gone to that retreat and then um, Sheila Kelly is um, like the founder of S Factor. So that's essentially um, feminine movement. And then there happens to be pole um, with that as like a tool for authentic erotic expression. So my voice and movement teacher ends up calling me around like, I remember this too, because Rhonda Rousey was having her fight 
with Betch Correa, and I was watching that fight. So it was in August. And um, I don't know if you're a fan of UFC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you know the fight that I'm talking about? I do. And she lost that fight, if I remember correctly, didn't she? Oh, well, not with Betch Correa. No, the Brazilian she she won. She oh, won that okay. Fight. That's that's this is so this is Ronda's first uh a major major fight that that she won yeah. and, and everybody thought she was just wonderful. Yeah, well one of one of those epic fights for sure. And so I was there and then I get a call from him and then he was just like, um, I went to this thing and it's called S Factor and you need to go. That's it. That's all he said. He didn't explain to me that there was pole or movement, none of that. And, um, and I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I love you. You're my teacher. Like, fuck yes, I'm just going to go. And so I ended up going to the studio um, for my intro class. And it still didn't dawn on me that it was a pole class um, or that I was going to be on one of those poles. So they were giving me a tour of the studio. And then I saw the poles. It still didn't register until we started actually taking the class. And when it came time for... Like the warm up was great. It was all about feeling good in your body. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. Like, I love like just being in this wave. And yet it was meant to unearth so much more like richness and deepness that I didn't really anticipate. But that was just the beginning. When it came for pole, uh, my, um, my teacher who led this intro class, her name is Jess Hopper, and she remains one of my biggest mentors to this day. Um, she was teaching us our first spin. And I remember coming up to her and saying, listen, mate, um, you know, I'm down to do this, but I just wanted to let you know that I have no upper body strength, um, never really have. So uh, I don't really know. I'm still going to do it, but I just wanted to let you know. She's like, okay, sure, whatever. Go ahead, do it. And I did <laughs> And I did it. It was a fireman spin. It's like one of the first introductory spins that a lot of times you get taught in your pole class. And it was love at first spin. Something happened, Kevin McDonald, where it's like that West Side Story moment. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, sure. It's like you just see that person from across the room. Everything around you just stops. Like all of time it was almost like a matrix thing too you know like it was very slow motion like just everything was just, I could feel every single minute of that minuscule revolution that I did around the pole was there music just, in the background I actually know <laughs> well I, I just kind of figured no that music. I just kind of figured that there would be you know that that picture of the person or the thing on the other side and then there would be background music to go along with it to really heighten the perception of it but that that's okay you you did you, you did what you needed to do but I mean you would think though that there would be like some epic love soundtrack but honestly the biggest soundtrack was just my breath I remember really hearing my breath and how sexy it sounded. And ultimately that was like my, like the start of my love affair with just breath and how I became like I, I, any class that I would teach anything with my clients as well. It's like, I always go back to the big B it's like breath. That's your ultimate drug. That is the ultimate high that right there is sex on its own <laughs> for sure um so I, I remember that was the ultimate soundtrack was just hearing my breath and it was just amplified and just everything slowed down and it was like oh my god like where the fuck have you been where the fuck 
have you been? And I, I, I do use a lot of expletives. I do want to apologize. Um, but just, you know, it, it comes from the heart. You know, I just wanted to let the listeners know. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty much my thing. Like my first introduction to pole. And then uh, my mentor, uh, she ends up like just calling me out. And she's like, you lied to me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I lied to you. She's like, <laughs> I, I, t- I tend to get very like, I have a challenger in me that loves to come out. It's like, you don't know me. Like, what the fuck, right? And so she tells me, you know, well, you just relate to me that you had no upper body strength. And yet... I just watched you do the spin and you literally lifted all a hundred and whatever pounds of yourself on that spin. Yes, indeed. Now, now for those of you who may not, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to point this out, uh, but for those of you who may not have been to a strip joint in the last 15 years and have no oh. idea what we're talking about, <laughs> about uh, as far as pole dancing, pole dancing is a, a the, one of the latest greatest uh art forms that women can do it's it's very challenging and it also men do it too men do it too um we're not nearly as sexy at it as you guys are um but uh it's 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 something that 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 can really get you into shape and to help you get in touch with your body is that one of the things that you that you subscribe to yes 150 percent um really um Pole, something about it. I don't even know if I had the words, and yet, ironically, I'm on a podcast with you attempting to explain it. <laughs> well, you're going to do just fine, lovely, just fine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it, it is. It's that muscular exertion, right? I, I, it just has a way of just getting you so like subterranean so deep into your musculature and also it's such a relief like it can be such a catharsis right it's and it's very healing it's quite empowering because it really just gives you the space to give yourself permission to truly just be you in all your outrageous shades. That was my experience with this particular apparatus, with this particular movement. It was like, you can be fluid, you can be sharp, you can, you can showcase strength, but at the same time, you can showcase grace and you can be soft, you can be rough. You know, like pretty much all 10 core human emotions have a place, have a beautiful place with this apparatus. And I feel like it just amplifies. Um, it just gets amplified. And um, it's just, it's quite, it's something that you just really need to experience. Because as much as I can talk about it, I hope that this ultimately, it just gets people to want to take a class. Well, and as a matter of fact, you're teaching classes, correct? I do teach. They're they're virtual at the moment. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> yes, but um, but for sure, I I do teach it, and then I use it also um with my clients as well. Um, should they wish to incorporate pole in um in my program in the in the journey that they're on? So now, does anybody ever put a pole on their house? Do you know people that have done that? Oh, many people. Because it, it can be a really, well, it can be a couple of things, honestly. It can be, it can be a great uh, physical exercise. It also can be a great way to um, get your um, 
partner kind of uh, uh, ready to go too. Oh, honey. Yes. <laughs> it, it definitely can. Do you like being called honey, by the way? I, I do want to check in. <laughs> uh, you can call me anything. Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay, great. So, so not late for dinner. Yeah, no, I'm... I, I, I'm I'm good, and I I am just really thrilled to talk to you about all of this because you've morphed the uh, um, the pole artistry and teaching mm-hmm. of that, and being being a, a somatic healer, which you explained to me earlier was kind of like you you work to heal the body, and you're kind of an empath, so you can feel how where people are stuck within their bodies that can help them get through it. Um, when did you? I mean, this is a journey that you're on. You started yeah. with with uh, you were an actress. Uh, by the yeah. way, you did read. I looked at something, and you can go to uh, YouTube and see some of the things that she's done. You're a really talented lady. Oh, thank you, Kevin McDonald. I appreciate it. And it's and so your your film work was great, and but now you've kind of morphed into this. You're moving into the blueprints. Uh, you're moving into you being a uh, pleasure embodiment and sexual intimacy coach, and and all of that. What d- decided you to move into this particular area? Uh, many. N- thank you for asking this question, by the way. And um, I many many different factors. So um, ultimately, like um, movement and work with the body and and sex actually were always a part of my life it was just something that i was kind of in a delicious denial over um i i really didn't pay too much attention to it and yet um it was always there and it was just waiting for the right timing with the right sequence of events in order for me to have that aha moment of like oh my gosh like this is it this is the purpose we're all like finding like you know that thing of like what is my purpose in this world right yeah and so um with acting um I've always, uh, any, any time I, I found this, um, even when I was doing it professionally, I was always drawn to roles that either were like dancer roles or fighter roles, anything that would give me an excuse to go train or to do something with my body, like even more so. Any time that I was watching other actors, like in scene study class, um, I, I always would end up finding myself like um, mimicking the gestures that they were doing. Um, and so some, sometimes if somebody were to watch me, like in the audience, like I'm like, I'm like right there with them. I'm like, I'm not I'm doing all the gestures with them. And they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's just Natalie, you know, like just smile and nod. That's what I would get a lot um, from my peers. It's just, you know, it's just her, just smile and nod. So, um, but when I was mimicking those gestures, I, I realized what I was doing. I was plugging into them. And sometimes when someone would like wave their arm, let's say, and I would wave it with them, something would feel off. I'd be like, this didn't feel authentic. This might be, this didn't feel authentic to the character. This might be one of the actor's blocks. This might be a tick of the actor. You know, that they're, they're trying to, like, do this in order to get them to a specific place. Right. And so, like, I, I start, I feel it in my own body. 
like there's like a stuckness or there's like a, a tenseness or a constriction, right? So I was always reading bodies, Kevin McDonald, like all the time, ever since I was little. And I was always just playing with that. And then how voice impacts the body too, you know, depending on how you shape your mouth, depending on like what emotion is coming through, right? It's, it's all connected. Our bodies are so fucking wise and they're so special and they're so magical. And too often we're just walking from the crown of our head to the base of our neck. Like we're just floating heads ultimately. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. A lot of us don't want to look down there. Some of us can't look down there. But other than that, you know, it, it, uh, we know. we we tend to, we tend to spend a lot of time in our heads and not thinking about the overall. And what I and that's kind of what I want to focus with you on today is the overall experience of being human, because it's not doesn't stop at your head. It's the ex- no. It's the overall experience of of what we came here to experience. And uh, you're helping people understand that from the top of their head to the bottom of their toes. Yeah, to the bottom. I like how you said the bottom of their toes. It's not even the the tip of the toes. It's underneath (laughs) as well. Like, and that's what it is. It's like, I mean, when was the last time that you truly just looked at yourself? Like, oh my gosh, I have these shoulders. And oh my gosh, attached to these shoulders are these beautiful limbs or these arms and then and then the wrists and then oh my gosh, there's like a hollow right on the side there, like where, where my thumb is, right? And then how it connects to my arm. There's like a little hollow that I'm seeing here and like, oh my gosh, the lines on my hands and like and how my fingers dance together and just like create all these shapes and just like the ripple that it creates. Like once I lead with my fingers, how my wrist ends up following and then my elbow and then my shoulder and then my neck. Like everything is just so connected and I have this spine and I have these breasts and this chest and these ribs and belly like it I I have this vulva I got these legs I mean it's just like whatever is available to you whatever you're seeing and you're feeling and just and and the power of just like even touch like just touching those parts of you how often do we spend time really just placing our own hands on our own skin and feeling the temperature of our skin and the texture of our clothing on our skin and just like and yet we're so like seeking we're constantly seeking that in our partners in somebody else like oh i want to be touched this way or i want this but it's like but you can do that for yourself too and yet so often do we underestimate the fact that we have this huge ginormous vessel you know that's ready that's like aching for us to connect with them because they have so much to tell us our bodies if we're only willing to just take the time to breathe into their fullness and their richness and just listen to it you're rather passionate about this particular topic i must say that's awesome yes (laughs) (laughs) holy fuck yeah i I love that that's that's so it's what is really interesting about it is that uh, obviously um I guess maybe it's a small uh, schoolboy in me, but it's like when we start talking about the sex thing, everybody starts to giggle and stuff like that. Yeah. But but re- legitimately, honestly, that is an important part of why we came down here, isn't it? Yes. So, and it's like, I, I feel like Ann Moore was even talking about this um, in one of your earlier podcast interviews. And she's legend, by the way. Shout out to Ann Moore. Um, but she was even talking about like the experience of being spiritual 
and how there's like, um, we have a tendency of like, especially for those of us who are like resonating in more of that spirituality realm. And we're like, oh, but I don't need the body. Like I'm, I'm up here. You know, like in order to, to plug into my body, it's almost like, it, it, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but sometimes what I imagine, because I've, I've even maybe fallen into this trap a bit, which was like, oh, well, if I'm meant to be spiritual, if I'm meant to transcend, then, you know, I'm not meant to have this body. Like, wh- why even bother, you know, navigating this? Well, um, there, there is this, there is this mis misperception in in my frame of thinking that that a lot of people that are spiritual that that have an essence that they are one with god and and that they that we are all one and that they are have a direct connection to the divine they have trouble saying to themselves well i'm going to go and 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 pleasure myself because god could be watching <laughs> i guess i don't know uh is that been your experience a little bit um so, you know, yes and no, because there's a part of me that really loves to be watched, to be honest. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. You wouldn't be a pole dancer otherwise. I mean, I just, like, my body, when I really tune into my body, my body loves the attention. Like, they're like, yes, like, look at me. Like, I'm a fucking beast, right? And just look at me in all my prowess, right? And And yet, there's another part there's a softer, more tender part that is a bit more reluctant, right? And that's okay too. I, I feel like it, that's the beauty of the work that I do with my clients. It's really just, you can be this and you can be this. Just because, you know, you're, just because you may be shy in some things, right? Doesn't mean that, or no, wait, let me rephrase. Just because you want to be like like more of a badass, let's say, like whatever badass means, right, in your perception, you want to be in your power, you want to be in your fierceness, doesn't mean that you have to forsake that other part of you that's reluctant to show it. Because that's actually, the more you integrate that shyness and that beautiful reluctance, the, the more your badassery and your fierceness that that animal is going to shine because now there's no more conflict. They're actually working together. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. But now, so I want to ask you if, if that's, if that's the case, how do you get people who are inherently shy, grew up in a family that, that said, no, uh, that's bad. Don't touch yourself. Don't do anything until you're married, and then it's a free-for-all, but then nobody teaches you what that is or what that looks like or what it means. How do you, how do you talk to people that are that shy, That people, as an example, that will not undress in front of their husband with the lights on or will, you know, that sort of thing? How, how do you get people to, because you're, you're free and you're wild. How do you get people to be more like you? I love this question and I thank you so much for asking it because I get that a lot. Like you're free, you're loud, you're fierce. Like I get that so much. And underneath, like I am, I was that shy person and I still am. Like it's terrifying, you know, to get onto podcasts or to interviews or like to get up on stage or, or like even put myself on camera. Like 
there is that shyness and it's it's always been there. Um, and so what, and I also came, you know, being Armenian, you know, I have come from a background of like, you know, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Like, don't touch yourself there. Like, you'll, you'll get a disease. Like, that was pretty much my interpretation. It's like, you touch yourself down there, oh, you'll get infected. Or um, the way my, uh, my dad actually, I, I remember, um, talked to me, my sexual education, besides just the um, grade school education that you got, um, was, well, the man will, um, will basically insert a bomb into the woman. And then that bomb explodes and then a baby comes out. Oh, so that was, <laughs> that's, that sounds like fun. Hey, hey buddy, why don't you come over here and put a bomb inside me? Yeah. Put a bomb in me. It's a ticking bomb. And then nine months later, boom. So <laughs> my dad is a comic. I, I will say, um, he, he does have a funny streak, but holy fuck. Like, okay. So there was a lot of fear, um, and a lot of reservation about really opening up that primal part of myself. So I resonate with that a lot. And, um, what I, what I really start with, with any client who comes from a similar background is really just saying, yo, mate, there is nothing wrong with you and there is nothing broken about you. First off, like all of you is welcome here. Now, then with that preface, it really starts with the breath. Before we even go into touch, it just starts with breath shooting your breath deep into your belly, just feeling that, just getting comfortable, just getting intimate with your breath. And then really um, what I like to do is like, um, it, it's, um, so let's say if, if it's with the belly, right? Like just shoot your breath into your belly. So focusing your energy onto your belly and just focusing on the expanding and the contracting, right? That's a baby step, just breath, right? And you're really just, feeling into just grounding yourself into the earth and just grounding yourself in you. Essentially, that's what you're doing. Then it's all about the senses. We work with the senses. What are you tasting right now? What are you smelling right now? What are you seeing right now? Even if your eyes are closed, you know, what colors are popping up in front of you? What are you hearing right now? And breathing into that. From there, you know, because then touch is one of the senses, and then we, we start like, okay, touch your face, touch your shoulder. And eventually like we, we work, we work on really like you get to set the pace of this. That's the beautiful part about it. You know, too often we see, you see someone, let's say like me, right? Like, oh my God, I want to be like her. I have to be like her. And you take that. It's almost like you're taking a suit of their experiences, right? And you're trying to put it on yourself, and then you're seeing that like, oh man, like something is wrong with this fit. Like the stitching is off. Like it's just, it just feels so tight. And like the, the seams are ripping. Like, what is this? Because it's not yours. That's that person's experiences, right? That is that person's journey that you feel like you need to be wearing in this moment in time when really you have the opportunity to create your own glam suit of experiences, right? You get to have your own delicious journey with your body. And with that, you get to set the pace and the rhythm in which how you want to navigate it. You don't have to just jump from A to Z. But why don't people do that more? I see people everywhere that are that really are physically, spiritually, and emotionally shut down. 
and they don't seem to want to get out of it in any way, shape, or form. How, how do you encourage somebody to take that step to get away from what used to be? I cannot make anybody do anything, Kevin McDonald, unless they are, they themselves feel the calling. They got to be ready for it. And all I can do is just open up the possibilities, just present them possibilities, like doing podcasts like this. And whether or not they are ready to listen to it or to hear it and really let it land, like, oh my goodness, like, I, I need more of this, right? Like, they have to be willing. It's like this with any relationship, with any partnership, right? It's like you're expecting that person to change because you yourself have awakened, right? But it's like the more energy you put into like, no, but like, see, this is how it is. And you got to do this. And come on, be free with me. It's like, it can be a bit overwhelming. They may not be. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's yep. Like, That's a good word for like, it. I'm, overwhelming. Yep. Overwhelming. Like, okay. It, it, in terms of like the, um, like it, with the blueprints even, right. You find out um, that your partner is kinky. And then it's like, oh my God, like he's kinky and oh my God, he's, he's, he's building a dungeon in our basement <laughs> and holy fuck. And like, what am I going to do? And now they want to tie me up and nah, it's like, and, and but it's, it's so, <laughs> so there has to be, there has to, it, it, it all comes down to this communication, right? It's just like, okay, this is where I am, right? This is what my desires are, right? And I'd love to know. What are your thoughts on that? What's your insight on this? What, what feelings are coming up for you? We don't really often, it, it, it's really amazing how often we don't um, think to just simply talk about it with our partners. You mean like okay. never? Like, like yeah, not never. once, not, not ever? Yeah. No, and, and ultimately it is. Like you just walk down into the basement and you see this dungeon. It's like, honey, I just had an awakening. I'm a kinky. <laughs> Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the erotic blueprints because that, yes. that, that is a, uh, uh, it's a new phenomenon. It's only been around the last couple three years or so, or so yes. I've been told. And, uh, but it is by design to help you come to grips, not come to grips, but to understand who you huh. are and who your partner is so that you can make it a lot more fun. It's, it's like, I don't understand the difference. Why is it that when a couple goes out and plays golf and they have a great time and, and stuff, that's one thing, but they never talk about, you know, like, like the theatrics in the bedroom and trying different stuff and doing different things because they just don't, uh, because yes. they shouldn't be talking about stuff like that, but they'll both go play golf, but they won't talk about that to each other. Oh my, I mean, it's just, it's so baffling to me. And, and I've even been guilty of that, you know, before where, I mean, even just owning the fact that, oh my gosh, like I'm a sexual intimacy coach. This is my passion. This is what I love helping people cultivate, you know? So um, it's, it's really quite amazing that we were put like going back to the spirituality thing, right? We were put on this planet to feel good, to experience pleasure. Like pleasure is our divine birthright. And, and sex is just such like an organic extension of this process, of this expedition. And why not let it be a playful thing? Like, why not play? We, we lose, I do so much inner child work 
with my clients because so often we lose touch. We lose touch with that innocence. We lose touch with that curiosity. Oh, that's it. Oh, I felt that one. Curiosity. That's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we like the, we don't. And, and how do I put this? Uh, I got a question in here somewhere, but uh, no. Where we put this is it's it's kind of like we all just kind of step back and and unless unless you are and even even if you are a person that is interested in more adventure in the bedroom and your mm-hmm. partner's not getting around that how do you get around that stuff Ooh, um how do you get around that stuff well well let me let me give you let me give you an example i'll i'll play i'll i'll play, yeah. I'll, I'll play a, a friend of mine that uh, got divorced not too long ago and okay. one of one of the things that he said to me was um, his his wife said that uh, uh, their sex life wasn't very good, and and he said, well, you know why? She never asked for anything. She never said a word. She expected Ooh. she wanted me to approach her, and then if she said she wasn't feeling up to it, well, then she had all the power. She could say, "No, I got a headache. No, I, I got a hangnail. Nope, I'm not gonna. I don't want to do that tonight." And so I was left hanging every goddamn time, and I really got tired of it. Do you get anybody that talks to you like that? Um. Not not recently. However, um, I have I have definitely been in a relationship dynamic where it was very much blame based, and um, and that really is coming from a scarcity mindset as well. But that's a that's a whole other thing. Um, wow, that did not <laughs> like my body. Um, if you could see my body right now, like it was just like cringing. Like my shoulders went up. Um, I felt so much constriction in my chest. So ultimately, if I were to work, are, are you asking if I was working with this couple? Well, yeah. Like, if, if, well, first of all, you'd have to get the couple in the same room because the, generally speaking, I would imagine the gentleman who's got a complaint, that complaint is not shared by his wife because <laughs> she's perfectly happy having the power and having all of that done uh, so that she can she can pick and choose whenever she wants to do uh, stuff. But uh, how how would you? Well, first of all, let's say he let, let's let's run through a scenario here and just for, for just for fun. We got some time. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the, the scenario is a guy comes to you and he says, I'm really frustrated because of the scenario I just laid out. And uh, she has all the power. I don't get any of the power. The women in this world have all the power. We have none. Um, how would you help him get through that, th- those feelings? Because they're obviously very raw, very angry, and very real for him. Yeah, and so that would be when, so this may be triggering, right? But this is why I'm here as a coach. Um, Because when you express, okay, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated at this person, right? Like, they're not giving me what I want. They're always in the power mode. But, and so, and I don't feel like I can express myself. Yada, yada, yada. So when you're feeling that and you're projecting onto your partner, the work here would be to turn it into you, towards yourself and to be like, okay, where do I not 
feel like, where do I feel like I'm not in power, right? Like, where am I starving myself? Because ultimately, you are the creator of your reality. You are creating this dynamic, whether you want to admit it or not, right? So then this is where the blueprints actually would come in handy. Because if you were to find out, it's like the GPS for your arousal. It's like, okay, so you take that quiz, right? That would be like one of the first steps. You find out that you, you like are really high in the kinky, right? Like you, you love like, let's say power play. Right. And, and you find that you really also love to be the dominant. So then where in your life are you not being dominant that you wish you can be dominant? So it's almost like you got to, it, it all comes down to before you even go to your partner doing the work on you, you got to figure it your own wiring out first. And too often we're putting it on the other person that this silent expectation right? And ultimately also like with the frustration, I I do this a lot with my clients with the somatic work, right? It's like, okay, then let's work with your anger. Let's move into your anger. And what I do a lot of times, um, and Jaya, actually my my mentor, the creator of the erotic blueprints, um, she does um, her version of the erotic personas. Um, What I've been doing with clients prior to um, getting introduced to the blueprint work was um, I call it um, freak personas. So my mission in life, right, is to get you to be your fierce freak self without limits. And too often we're starving ourselves of our weirdness, of our wonderful weirdness, right? Because of shame, because of fear of being perceived as too much or too needy or too crazy, right? So ultimately I would work with his anger and create a persona with that anger. And really give your anger a voice. Like, and this is where my acting experience for sure came into play in terms of um, how I navigate it. But you're essentially creating this alter ego. That's your anger. And ultimately, that anger, I realize I'm saying ultimately a lot. (laughs) But (laughs) anger, (laughs) anger is there. This conflict that you're having it's meant to be a gift. There's a gift there somewhere. There's a superpower in there somewhere that's wanting to be unearthed. But we don't really take the time to listen, to bring that entity, that aspect of ourselves out in front of us, to really have a dialogue with them, to let them dance it out, to let them speak their truth, and then feel into, oh my gosh, like this was trying to help me all along. Because anger, when you think about the superpowers of really like embodied anger, you get passion, you get fire, you get being in your power, you get revolution, like you are a change maker, right? You're constantly like, you're, 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 you're fueling people, right? To elevate. So, and then you start thinking, okay, like when you have that integration with that anger, you find that because you're feeding that part of yourself, you can, it, it becomes easier to communicate that with your partner. Like, you know what? This is actually something that I'd very much love to play with. Would you want to play with me? Oh, that's really cool. By the way, we are talking with Natalie uh, Kabenjian. That's right. Yes. Natalie Kabenjian, and she is a pole artist she's a teacher a somatic healer go to uh um 
you can get in contact with her by going to her email, which is poll. I love this poll with soul at gmail.com. And you can hook up with her. She's doing virtual classes right now so that you can, uh, kind of delve into some of these issues because I, you know, and I, I honestly, I threw that at you knowing that you had no idea where I was going with it and you handled it beautifully. I must say. Thank you. So Thank you, you would be somebody that would be very, if you have got, how do you <laughs> just, no matter what your issue is, but how, how do you work with uh, somebody who has, because the, the um, pill of the moment right now is is uh the uh ed pills and and stuff how do you work with somebody that that uh, is has got a problem in that it, it provided it's not medical uh but it, but can't can't seem to get it going there how do you work with people like that so a lot of times there's a story attached to that um and that's where they again like running through um the, the healing and integrating of each emotion that that may be stuck in your body um that that could definitely be because th- there might be some emotion that's trapped and that there's a story attached to that that this person is holding on to so no matter what when he is in communion with his partner something about and and there might be some like there might be some trauma as well like some unresolved trauma right um which again stems in the emotional aspect as well and it could be in the physical too um so like maybe an injury that this person has had um physically right um as well as the emotional we're we're so complex right like there's so many layers to this but it, it can definitely be like he is holding on to a particular narrative and hasn't moved it through, hasn't really faced it yet, or hasn't really like looked at that piece of him. And so, which is causing that, um, which is causing the dysfunction to occur. So it's literally a manifestation, right? Like whatever we end up telling ourselves, like, I am not worthy of big real love. I am not worthy of delectably orgasmic sex, right? I am not worthy of this. The more you feed that, your body is absorbing that. Your muscles are absorbing that. Your cells are absorbing that. And it shows. It shows in the form of disease, in the form of dysfunction. It will show. The more it compounds and you're not doing, you're not looking at it, you're not looking to heal it, you know, or, or, to, or to be friends or to become lovers with that part of yourself, as I like to say. Right. It's um, it just it, it literally becomes a manifestation of your subconscious mind and that programming, that belief that you keep feeding yourself. So it's really working on flipping the script. It's flipping the script and just again, like coming to the body and acknowledging that, like really feeling into it. OK, feeling the dysfunction when it happens. Right. And then also just like being with yourself, right? Not, not even like having to worry about like, okay, like, oh my God, I got to deliver in the bedroom, but just like that, that intimacy with yourself and just feeding your own self. And I feel like, so the emotional work that I do, the somatic work coupled with knowing your turn-ons, right? With the blueprint, it's such a beautiful marriage because it really does help unearth and uncover the why behind, like in this case, the dysfunction. So there's nothing wrong with you. 
And yet we see this and then, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. And then it just keeps feeding into that spiral. And then the body will hear it more. And then the body will react. It will, it will embody that. And you, and you won't be able to, you won't be able to do stuff that you don't think you can do because you know that you can't do it. So why even bother? You're and- proving yourself right all the fucking time. You are proving <laughs> yourself right. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm broken. Okay. Well then great. You're broken. Right. Like you're literally, you're, 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 and, and I have so much compassion for this because I mean, I'm, I'm this as well. Like I've been there. I still find myself there. And that's why I do this. That's why I'm a coach, like more than just a pole artist. I mean, I, I like, that's how it all started. And it's still there. Pole is such a huge part of my erotic expression but something deeper was being called in the work that I was organically doing with my students in the studio I was teaching at where I was like, wait a second, there's an industry where I can literally do this and I can really go deep with people and, and have like three months minimum where I can like really work with them and not let them settle for their ego bullshit. I'm so sick and tired of us playing small and starving ourselves of the things that turn us on because that literally is our true north. Your turn on, I mean, when you are acquainted with your turn on, when you are so fucking alive and present in your body in all their shades, right? It makes decision-making so much easier because you're tuning into the intuition. Sure. Sure. That, well, well, that, that, that makes an abundance of sense, but a lot of us don't listen to our intuition. Help me. How do people get in touch with their intuition? Body. I always go to the body. The more you move your body, the more you feel your body, the more you're going to open up your intuition. That's, that's, that's pretty profound right there. Because you can do it through meditation, you can do it through physical movement, which is what which is what you do, and it's yeah. uh, it's uh, and the movement that you do is is really remarkable to watch. It really is because you, you're very Thank talented you. at what you do, and and you have a lot of strength, and you you are very sexy to watch. I hope that's okay for me to say. Uh, oh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, well, you're you're welcome, <laughs> because you know you you've taken uh to a different level, and I th- I think that's wonderful. Now I did want to talk to you more about the erotic blueprints. I have yes. one. I I took the test, and by the way, yay! I'm going to have uh, her uh, um um URL up there so that you can take the test from the podcast itself, and so go look in in the uh, um. There'll be an information about about Natalie, and there will be a link there that you can take the test yourself, and then yes. and then you can go talk to her about the results. Please, but tell me. But my, <laughs> well, I I had two of them, which were the shapeshifter, which we can talk about, and also energetic Ooh. were both the same at the somewheres in the mid thirties. I had in my kink, as as they like to say, the kinkiness of it was zero. Does that mean oh. I'm a boring lover? Yes, Kevin McDonald. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that you know, of course. Not it's, it's, it's not with anybody else, for that matter. Your subconscious is asking for it, so I, I said your subconscious. Yes, sure, you're a boring lover. 
Um, no, I, it really, nothing is broken about you. Ultimately, there's nothing right or wrong. It just means that it, it could mean a lot of things, right? Like it, it may just even mean that you you may not even know like the, the definition or of what kinky is to you, right? You don't know the possibilities because each blueprint has infinite possibilities that are embedded within them. So it just might be that. Like it just might be that you need to have a bit more expansion into it. Oh, you know That's something? I think, I think that you may be onto something there because I equate kink or kinky behavior with whips and, and things and, and pain. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't subscribe to inflicting pain on anything. I'm so glad that you brought that up because ultimately it, it boils back to what I was saying, right? Where um, the client sets their own pace, right? They set their rhythm, right? They get to do. So with, with, if anything that's taboo with kinky blueprint, it's anything that you and I'm saying you and your uniqueness, right, perceived to be taboo. So it could be, it could be the whips, right? It could be the chains and then the constriction, right, the binding. Or it could be just spank me. Or it could be tell me what to do. Exactly. Just, just tell me what to do. Like, okay, go stand in that corner over there. Be a good boy. Like, that's it. <laughs> it's like, oh. No. Right? Or maybe, or, or it's you telling that person what to do. That's the other equation. That's the other part of the equation. Yeah, I'm, I'm far, far too much of a control freak to have to, to, to get, <laughs> get, 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 a, get a thrill out of standing in the corner for two hours. That's not, that would not be good for me. But Oh my God. <laughs> but, but, you know, the beautiful thing about like really tuning into your, um, tuning into your kinky is the communication skills. That you are bound to gain from tapping into this blueprint. And this brings me to something where, um, you know, a lot of times I've seen this where it's like someone will take the quiz and they'll be like, oh, my God, like, I'm a sexual. So that means I can only be a sexual. Right. Like they immediately put themselves in a box. (laughs) And really, that's only meant to be a guide. Right, like this is maybe something that you lead with currently in your time in this particular moment, right, in life. And yet, so when you foster that and you feed that part of you, and then you're ready to expand to the others, right, like maybe your secondary, right, you go into your secondary blueprint, and then you start seeing the possibilities there, right? And each blueprint, honestly, is going to give you a different set of access to different different superpowers now if that you, you could cultivate awesome now if you i would just had a thought um i have a lot of thoughts right now but here's here's one of do you is it would it do you advise people when they come to see you or before they come to see you to let their partner know that they're going to do this or or is it better they not know and then just see what happens um I very much, I'm a huge uh, champion for communication. So um, I would, I would, I would ask them, you know, is your partner, I mean, especially if they, if they are coming into this with the intention of elevating their partnership, um, you know, I, I would definitely invite them to have a conversation with them, especially also if they have a joint account, <laughs> because then I will be like, all right, then, you know, I, I would love for you to have a talk with them. Like it, it has to be out there. Otherwise, 
I don't think I can work with you because integrity is a huge thing with me. Integrity and, and really just um, in transparency as well. Good for you. That, that integrity is in, especially in your line of work is really because, you know, you, you can't talk about stuff and you, you have to have a lot of integrity to do what you do. And that's, and that's, and that's really awesome. I wanted to ask you again, let's go back to the kink thing. You decide yes. that you, that you are 35, 40% kink. And there are things that, um, you fantasized about your entire life and you've never even thought that that was a remote possibility unless you wanted to go pay a thousand dollars to have somebody do it with you, which I'm too damn cheap to do that anyway. But if somebody were to, but, but how do you can, how do you have that conversation with a significant other that you may, they may not have any idea of what's going around in your little head. I love this so much. Oh my gosh. So one of the things I, um, I would have my clients do is actually write out their fantasy. Um, it, it varies with each person, but like, so one of the things would be write out your fantasy and then you either record it and you send that to your partner. Be like, here, like I have, I, this is a fantasy. This is a desire that I have. And it would light me up so much if you were to listen to it and just receive it. Here, listen to this surprise. So, <laughs> and, and, and also being like, being transparent in the fact of like, I'm coming to you like this, this is terrifying me, by the way, like it's terrifying me to do this. And at the same time, like, I know it would be remiss of me to not share this with you because I care about you. I want to fucking share this journey with you. And this is a huge part of me that I don't wish to hide anymore. So this is my way of communicating it to you. Or it could just be a simple conversation, right, um, that they have where it's like, okay, this is something that I've been really, like, wanting to play with. Right. What do you think about it? It's coming from that place of curiosity and compassion and empathy. Those are the three pieces here that I would guide the, the couple in in terms of communicating this. Now, just, just, just as a thought, have, have you ever had anybody that uh, proceeded to do that, and then their partner came back and said, "You're fucking nuts. You're crazy, and you're you're a dysfunctional human being. I'm going to leave you now." Have you ever had that? Have ever had that happen? Uh, um, I have not had that happen yet, and I have so much. Oh my gosh, that hit me so hard because. I've been in, um, I've been in, um, definitely there have been moments in certain partnerships where I have expressed something and then it's like, nope, you're bipolar. Um. And so I know what it is to receive that and then to shut down, to feel like, like, oh my gosh, like I'm too much. Like I'm too much to express this desire. And I'm a shapeshifter, by the way, like that's my, um, that's my primary blueprint. And um, so that's like one of the shadow things too with shapeshifters. It's like there's we have it's too much. Like we're we're perceived as you know too needy, right? And um, so when if that were to be the case, then that might mean that a different conversation needs to be had because then you got to ask yourself. 
is this in alignment with where I'm heading? Because I'm committing to play. I'm committing to expansion. I'm committing to growing and to healing myself. If you also are committed to that, I'm so down to be on that ride with you. I'm so down to dance this dance with you. But if this is what's going to happen, if it's just constant resistance and criticism, I am, not, I am no longer available for this narrative. Wow. Well, and, and, and honestly, that only makes sense. Because, because it's not fair to both. Right. And, and you want to live your life authentically and live it fully. Mm -hmm. And if you yeah. are in a situation or a relationship that it's not possible for you to live that fully, and it can be a spiritual thing, it can be an emotional thing or a physical thing, um, you really, it seems to me that you would be best served by finding what makes you truly happy. Yeah, I agree. And for the person also who, um, like the, the partner receiving, right, and who, who ended up responding in that way you know as their coach i would even invite them to be like what 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 where what is this resistance like what what is the trigger here what is the gift there that's wanting to be unlocked you know what what's happening in the body what were the body sensations that happened that caused you to just immediately go into the defensive you know was it fear like fear of oh my gosh i may lose this person or fear of, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I'd be able to deliver, right? And so it's just the willingness to even explore and to be curious about what caused me to attack in that way. And then also, if again, that willingness, it boils down to the willingness, Kevin McDonald. If the partner is open and willing, yes, I did this to you. I, I, I said this to you. And this is, I acknowledge my breakdown because this is where I was coming from. It's complete transparency. Really, it's at the risk of losing you. This is my truth. You know, it seems to me that when we you talk about intimacy and you talk about communication, that if you can communicate effectively at the most intimate levels of your life, you can communicate with anything and your, and your relationship will become stable and more improved. Has that been your experience? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I learned, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit, clearly I'm passionate about this. Clearly I loved doing this work with every fiber of my being. And, um, and it's just like, oh, like, I'm, my eyes are filling up just even thinking about this. Like just the power of like the work that you do in your body, right? And, and, and just rising in love with yourself, as I like to say. And then how you are able to not only embody that desire, but then learning how to communicate that and just being willing to be messy. Too often we feel like we got to approach our partners with poetry and prose and fine dining verbiage. But ultimately, it's just like, you know what? I'm willing to ethically fuck this up, but I'm going to do my best to explain to you what is happening. But we're so scared of like just saying that, of even saying, you know, the fact that I'm scared that I'm going to fuck this up right now. But here we go. 
Well, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting because we have a tendency to uh, um, not uh, recognize that sex is a messy business. I mean, can you know that the, all the, the liquids and the fluids and the, and the sounds and then the, she, I mean, you know, uh, if you're a sensual, that, that brings me to one of the other blueprints, right? The sensual, like, um, who are all about like lavishing in the moment and, and the shadow side of that are, is definitely like the mess, right? Like they're, they're, they're obsessing over the mess. Like, oh God, like, ah, the sheets are now crinkly and oh gosh, like that picture is hanging weird on the wall and oh my God. So, so it's like, but it's just really, it's learning to, again, like the healing and the integrating of just like, and just learning to embrace it. It's just a part of the journey. It's just a part of the, the being a pleasurable being. Well, exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that. That sound was that a was that a cat getting his tail stepped on, or was that you? I think it was. I make sounds all the time. <laughs> I make all sorts of sounds. <laughs> well, and but that's 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 kind of a fun kind of a well, <clears throat> not that I know anything about you, but uh, that would be you know it's a fun experiment to uh, to play with and stuff. So oh, first. Sure. There are lots of things you can do with voice. Oh my gosh. I used to be so terrified of, of speaking right, during, um, during sex. And um, like anytime like a partner would say, you know, Oh, like talk dirty to me or say something. I'd be like, I'd be like, I don't know what to say. Like I, I would just shut down. I'd be like, no, I don't want to hear my voice. I don't want to hear what I have to say. Like it, that, that was the programming. And so when I learned that, oh my gosh, like my voice is like really fucking like unique, like it is its own unique signature and the words that come out of it, like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like I love it now. Like I love the games that you could play and the, the different tones you can play with because it's all energy, right? So depending on whose blueprint you're catering to, right, you can, you can morph your voice and and the and the verbiage that you say right that's really gonna spark your partner alive i mean oh so good <laughs> well and see when you have got the type of voice that is highly energetic and that i can imagine you in that in that uh setting just raising the vibration and causing him to raise his vibration and it becomes a really unique and interesting dance it's so, I mean, with everybody, I wish this for everyone, honestly. It's just, it's, you got to first have it with yourself, though, first and foremost. You just, it has to be done with you. Um, okay, explain. <laughs> All right, now this is the, the, for those of you that, that may not be interested in the graphic <laughs> part of the show, this is that part. Okay, explain what you just <laughs> meant. Uh, yeah, well, I have a self-pleasure practice. Right. So, um, and a lot of the times, um, so that's a way for me to truly connect with my body and my breath. And I will talk to my body. I will, I will whisper words of affirmation. I will, I will worship my body and just the sound of my own voice and, and feeling how my body reacts to certain words that I say. Right. And, 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 you know, it's so much more powerful. Like, you know, the, the whole thing of making affirmations or manifestations, right? When you say it out loud, your body is going to respond to it much more because it's your own voice. So when I'm there with my body and I'm in my pleasure and I'm saying, oh my God, like I want to fuck you so hard right now. 
right? That that's just one, tuning into my sexual blueprint, right? Just like going straight for it. And so, and just feeling like the pulsation, right? And, and, and the opening and just like the, the blossoming and like, ooh, and then, and then how it ripples throughout my spine and then following my spine and following that ripple. And then I will say something else like, oh my gosh, like you are a queen or I love you. Oh my gosh, like how I want to devour you. And just like, oh, and then like, and then feeling where my body's going to take me next, right? And, and it really does become a dance. I mean, that's all this is life sex i mean it's a dance so why not just fucking own it well and you know i gotta i gotta tell you that that if you if you shut down a, a critical part of your life and your physical uh your sex and and your physical aspects of it isn't a very important part of your life if you shut that down you're missing something yeah, and why would you do that? That's the thing. I'm like, oh, why do we do that? Because the priest told me I should. The, 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 the priest. The, the nun. The nun. Oh. The nun said that uh, if you touch yourself, your arm's going to fall off. So I've never, oh, you know, gosh. you know, all all of that, or or that's just nasty. Uh, you know, all of the things that you get. I know. And, and then if you, if you, as an example, if, if you say, you know, I would really love to uh, uh, talk to you about uh, your tailpipe and, and stuff, and then have them react, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's just nasty. You know, and that shuts you down, kind of. It's just, it's so sad. It's so sad. Because it's, it's such a natural part of what it is to be human. This is, we are here living the human experience. This is a part of being human, having a cock, having a vulva. It's a part of being human. So why not revel in that? It's a privilege. Well, it is a privilege. That's, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why we're, you know, um, I, the way I look at it is the universe, God, uh, uh, however you'd like to explain Krishna. it. <laughs> yeah. However you'd like to ex explain what God is, there is a reason why having sex feels good on, on many different levels, physical level, emotional level, um, in, in the love level, all, all different kinds of things. So, so if it wasn't by design, it wouldn't be pleasurable. Right. And yet there's such a determination to live in like this, like take it seriously, like be serious. Like we're, we, it's got to be about the struggle and, and the pain. And yes, like that's part of it. Right. But it's like, is it, is it like a disembodied pain or is it an embodied pain? So that's a whole other thing. Right. Especially when we're talking about like the kinky blueprint and tapping into that. Um, but it's like, Ah, what was I even saying? Yeah. <laughs> <I forgot laughs> well, and it's just, just, just as an aside, it's like uh, a lot of guys, and I think I in my past can fall into this. Sex becomes a um, um, a, a a sport, a competition sport. All right, oh. here we're gonna go, and we're gonna have sex now, and I'm gonna make you come before I do. That's the goal here. And, and I mean, that could be a very great game to play. I mean, especially like, you know, if that's a sexual blueprint, right? And if that's your primary and, and, and you're acknowledging that and you're embracing that, that's amazing. But at the same time, you know, communicate, like being aware of your partner's turn on too, because they might not be ready for that right away. Right. right. So then, so it, 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 it again, it, it goes back to that dance. 
of just like enjoying. So the, the shadow side of that sexual blueprint would be, you know, not enjoy, like missing the, the details. It's more just about the get instead of the being. And so when you learn to combine the two together and have them dance that beautiful dance together, oh my gosh, like. <laughs> you you just you just said the 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 thing in, in a nutshell and that is it's not the doing it's the being it's the being yeah so if you can be in a romantic mood you can be in a rush you can be as long as as long as it is what you both are interested in and you've and you've talked about it and then, then and and you know like Coriel says consent is a huge huge issue and consent needs to be attained by both parties. But then yeah. but then you can open it up and you can have the time of your life, I would think. Yeah, because with I, I was just talking about this with one of my clients um, in terms of setting um, a container. Because too often we go into the arena with an expectation and yet we don't really communicate the expectation and we expect our partner to just psychically be able to read our expectation. So we have this whole scenario planned out and then it doesn't pan out the way we want it to. Well, and then I'll ask my client, well, did you communicate your intention with your partner? Did you set a container? Oh, no, I really didn't. It just kind of happened and I just went for it. It's like, okay, so then what would happen if, because this could also be part of sex, is the talking of it, like setting up the scene, setting up the stage of like, okay, this is what I would love to happen. This is what's going to go down. What are you available for? What am I available for? Let's discuss that. And so all of that, all our junk now is on the table, right? Of what we're, of what we're wanting to give and what we're wanting to receive. No pun intended. Right? It's, then, it's not often no I put my junk on the table. No pun intended and sort of intended. It's, it's I love living in both, right? The polarity. So, but really it's about, um, and then once that consent, that container is created, then you will find that there's more boldness. There's more creativity because now you both are aware of where this person is standing. Oh, Exactly. Exactly. That's 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 awesome. By the way, we've been talking with Natalie Kabenjian. Kabenjian. Yes. She's a, she, she's a wonderful lady. You will you come back and do this again with me? I would love to because this is only just like scratching the surface. So yeah. Oh, oh, I know. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my independence report is starting to delve into, by the way, there's somebody who I would love for you to, to, uh, look at her work. Her name is Michelle blood. And if you go to michelleblood.com, uh, she does a lot of work with affirmations. She's worked with Bob Proctor. She's worked with the Ooh. secret. Um, and she's, she's really is a dynamic individual and she's, there are several podcasts of hers that are on, on my independence report, but, but you are, you are incredible in your own right. And again, if somebody would like to contact you, they need to go email you at poll with soul at gmail.com. That's right. And when I keep, I'm going to bug you until you do this. When's your, uh, um, when's your, uh, website coming out? When's my website coming out? <laughs> um, it, it'll come out when it is meant to come out. I, it, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a spiritually evasive answer if I've ever heard one. I know. 
I could have been spiritually bypassing, uh, for sure. Um, but, but I, um, I, in, in the, in the next, in, in, in the next month or so, um, it, it'll, it'll be up for sure. For now, um, there's so many different elements to creating a business, right. And to expanding it. And that is definitely one of the fastest, Boy, you know, no so it's like, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm being tender with myself in that department because I do have a tendency of, you know, wanting to just, Oh my God, I gotta do this and this and this and this. And then, so really it's just, there's, there is a certain amount of trust that, that is and surrender that has to come with just everything coming together. Um, so, I don't want to necessarily rush it, but at the same time, I am taking action steps to making it happen. I agree with you that everything will happen in its own good time. And if you just uh, let it be, as my favorite uh, spiritual person, Paul McCartney, used to say, if you just let let it be, (laughs) if you just let it be, it will all fold out beautifully for you. Yes. But don't worry. Like, you will have a Natalie Kabenjian website. For sure. Well, that's that's you know. that's awesome because then then you can come back on the show and I can say go go to our website in addition to pollwithsoul at gmail dot com and that would be well. Good you fun. know they they also can find me on social media. You know that they can they can message me on social media, Instagram or Facebook. It's Natalie Cabenjian, so um, they can definitely do that. Um, and then yes, email pollwithsoul at gmail dot com for now. And if you know, all our information is going to be on the podcast, so go there and take the quiz, and uh, and she'll get notified of that, and then you guys can hook up, and she can figure out if she can help you. That would be yes, a great please. thing to do. Yes, I invite you. I dare you. Oh, if that's if that's what turns you on, the I, the challenge. I dare you. Well, the, you know, <laughs> a little truth or dare between friends. What could hurt? I know, but. Except for like lifelong transformation and evolution and delightfully orgasmic sex, it's out of this world. And yes, yeah. Other than that, yes. <laughs> other than that. <laughs> so, uh, Natalie, is there anything before we wrap up? Is there anything that you would like to say to our audience directly? Uh, I would like to say, feed your freak, awaken your animal. There's a bumper sticker. Yeah. I like, like that. And then, uh, yeah, feed your freak, awaken your animal, be all the magic you can be, and dare to go mad. And have fun while you're doing it, too. Yeah, and have fun while you're doing it. Play, play, play. Please, like, remind yourselves, like, come back to play, because that's what this is about. Our jobs, honestly, is to feel good. That's our job. As human beings, is to feel good, and it's a good job to have if you can get it. But you got to figure out how to how to live with it and live within but it. See that, yeah, and that's where you embrace the pain, like right. That that's where that comes in, right? Like it's necessary. It's all necessary, but it's in the name of feeling good, not in the name of staying stuck, of choosing to stay stuck in the cycle of pain, right? But it's it's transmuting that pain into the feel good, into the pleasure. You, ma'am, are very gifted at what you do. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been talking again. We've been talking with uh, Natalie Kabenjian. There, I got it, Kabenjian. And uh, and please uh, go to her, uh, um, communicate with her and uh, through her email. You can also go and do a bunch of uh, uh, all all the uh, – 
um, social, on media. social media. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. So uh, pollwithsoul at gmail.com. And I just have to say, I, I was looking forward to this. You did not disappoint at all. And we've just Aww. scratched the surface. We could, we could spend three or four hours doing this, which we're going to end up doing. I love it. I, I thank you so much, too, Kevin McDonald. You are quite the host. I felt incredibly welcome in your home. So well, thank you, you. You're welcome here, and I'll put up a poll just for you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Uh, just as a reminder, wear a mask, take care of yourself, take care of your friends, and we will see you next time on My Independence Report. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.